This is the Earth Sky Woman podcast with your host, Tammy Brunk. Happy new moon in Aries, exact tonight at 9.31 p.m. Central, Sunday, April 11th. This is a, it's an extraordinary new moon as it is centered right on or right in conjunction with activating Baton Katos, which is the the star in the belly of the whale or of the sea monster or Cetus, the, the great whale in the sky. This is a significant star um, also. So that's something I'm going to be talking about that a little bit, weaving that in. Also, we have Venus in Aries conjunct very close to Eris squaring Pluto, still in the underworld. Venus is still in the beams of the sun or the underworld. We also have Mars out of bounds, so kind of in a wild like phase, squaring Neptune, so so really opening us into the dream realms. So this is this these are some of the energies that are at play at this new moon. Um, and of course, in the bigger picture, what we have happening right now is we have Venus um, in the beams of the sun. Venus is in the underworld. So even though we are well into the spring. We're well past spring equinox. Uh, we're moving towards Beltane here in the northern hemisphere. It's fall equinox in the south. Um, so we're moving into this. We're in this very strong Aries energy with the Aries new moon. And we also have uh, all planets moving direct. And that's going to continue uh, until, well, technically until April 27th. So just a little beyond the next full moon. So we have this very strong forward-moving energy, and um, also with the the Baton Katos activation, part of what that energy in medicine is for us is to remind us that we are we are in a sense in the cauldron. You know, we are all collectively in this experience of this um, great unfolding. And so the the intensity can be very great for many of us. We're cooking in alchemical terms. You could say alchemical, very technical alchemical terms. <laughs> um, we're all being cooked in this stew of this great kind of unfolding that we're in the middle of. So there's, you know, many of you, I, I'm, I am imagining many of you listening have had um, if not you yourselves, you have many in your circles who have been experiencing a tremendous amount of, you know, continued change and upheaval. I know even just this morning, and I, it feels like a continual process where um, so many in my circle are experiencing tremendous change and loss and um, reckonings. And so whether it's you yourself or whether you're holding space for others who are experiencing great, um, great loss and change and, um, and facing the unknown with so much in our world that is in great motion and in great unwinding, undoing, um, this is a time we, we really are. We are in the belly of the whale. We're in the belly of the beast as well here in the U.S. in modern civilization so what does it look like and feel like and taste like to be here? Where do you find yourself now? Where where are you when you tune into your own belly? Um, this is this is a place also with the Venus Pluto activation that as we plant our seeds of intention, that those seeds of intention are most powerfully 
planted and nourished when we are willing to be um, fully present to um, everything that comes up when we are willing and courageous enough to say, this is what I want. This is my intention. This is my purpose. Um, It is very courageous in this moment and actually essential for us to be creators. Uh, There's a lot of energy that moves us toward being passive participants and consumers. And I will tell you, um, as a Gemini moon person, for me, that consumption that takes me into the realm of addiction is information. And, um, you know, there's so much that we can have access to right now, especially in the realm of online learning courses, that is um, just, clearly we're in this larger field where so many people, so many of us are waking up to our potentials and so many individuals have been very rapidly gaining um, a remembrance of their deeper gifts and skills and taking many different courses and learning many different things. And so it's kind of like everybody's, so many people are blossoming. It's so incredible when you see it and feel it. So many are blossoming and sharing and coming into their wisdom and their gifts. And I would imagine that's many of you. And so taking a moment just to honor the courage and the joy that is unleashed when we are creating, we're in active creation mode. Um, So it is for us with all this Aries energy, with this forward momentum to be actively creating. And if we feel stuck, maybe to ask, um, when was the last time I created something? When was the last time, whatever your medium is, or maybe it's something new. And that can be many things. I know for myself, I've been my sister Tony has inspired me to start making a new kind of soup, like these pureed soups and putting all kinds of awesome, like wild greens in them. That's my addition. Um, and that's been incredibly fun. And I just got an easel finally. So I'm going to be painting soon. Um, but I have to say that I find that it's very easy to um, go into a mode of passive receivership of information of inside of other people's wisdom and other people's creations. And it really to stay sane and healthy and balanced and be part of the flow and keep your soul happy. It, it's very important for us to also be creators, to step into that creator role. And so I'll just say for myself um, that this is, I, I pay attention to it. I notice the places where it can bring up fear, like this idea, okay, now I've got the easel and I've got these blank canvases. The fear is what, you know, this blank canvas can be a place of so much terror for so many of us. And why is that? Why is it so scary to create something new? And as I say this, I want to just say, this is where we're at as a species. This is where we're at as a planet. Um, In a lot of ways, because So much of what we are emerging out of in terms of our cultural kind of norms and expectations and what is true, what is not true, so much of that has in a sense been wiped clean. We don't we don't really know what's up, what's down, many of us. And so there is a bit of a blank slate. There is this blank canvas. Um, The old stories aren't working. This is the whole medicine of this Venus and Gemini cycle. How do we become new world storytellers? So it's really to poise ourselves in front of that blank canvas of our lives, of our communities, of of what it is that's right in front of us and ask how how much of my 
if it's stuckness or paralysis or depression or so much of what we feel, which is very natural, what proportion of this is natural grief that needs to be moved through my body through movement or through conversation or through whatever ways that I could um, metabolize intense emotion that's maybe stuck in the energy or in the body to what proportion is my um, conflict or difficulty from that and to what proportion is it because I haven't turned enough towards life I haven't turned enough towards being the creator that I came here to be and expressing my soul in one way shape or form and um, how much of it is fear of facing the blank canvas and the unknown and and what's that first brush stroke going to look like what's it going to feel like and you know there's just this fear of change fear of the unknown is such a deep part of what each of us hold it's very natural it's very human and so um but if we continue you know i find this for myself a lot and i think there's many of us who find ourselves here where there's this really very interesting kind of dynamic balance between how much we do the work of you know facing what is in shadow that is definitely being called for now um, and letting what arises arises I know for myself and for many of us I've been very deliberately doing less having more on my plate because I recognize there's a big reorganization that wants and needs to happen for me Um, so but I can find that there's too much of that space and that Um, and what I'm needing to do, but I'm resisting is become the creator. So, you know, how much of my, um, inner conflict is coming from the place of I'm out of balance because I'm simply not, I'm not singing enough. I'm not dancing enough. I'm not, I'm not putting myself in the position of creating something new and that experience of the unknown and in so doing that I'm actively facing life and bringing in more life and more expression so you know when I think about the belly of the whale when I think about Venus square Pluto when I think about Venus in the underworld this is all you know very underworld territory and it might seem so strange you know I feel like I always talk about Chiron or Pluto or something like this because we are in the we are in this moment of massive death and rebirth and so um, but when I describe those things I remember that, you know, for many of us, the Pluto activations can be a time where we face our fears and we we take those first steps toward what feels most alive and what's really deeply calling us, even though we're afraid to do it. So just because there are a lot of dynamics of emotional intensity or feeling like we're in in the underworld in many ways doesn't mean we don't take action. It doesn't mean we don't step forward. It simply means that you know, for example, if that stepping forward means speaking our truth, we may have to speak even though our voice shakes. Um, it may mean that even though that action is something we're terrified of, of, of affecting change in the world around us or changing our own personal lives, that, that we feel the fear and we move from that fear. We, we actually stand in it and we take action and let that fear in a way move us forward. This is something that requires practice and um, it's, you know, I often think about when I love wild hot springs and my a former partner, you know, he loved to go from the hot springs right into the cold creek nearby or the icy cold stream 
oh my gosh, like I could get in there for a second, but it took me so long to get under the water. Like it's always been a thing for me. Like I've had a hard time just jumping right into the deep cold water. That's just the truth of the matter. I think it speaks to the way that I have so much going on in my head often. Um, So I know that sensation of just staying frozen. I don't want to get in. It's too cold. It's too cold. It's too cold. Um, This bait and kaitos energy, and I know it well because it's my ascendant. um, It is you know, the ancient astrologers would have said that there's something about having that signature signature or being in that energy that requires that we make difficult decisions. So it may be that for um, some of you listening, that there are difficult decisions that you need to make. And, um, and so what I want to say to you, if that's the case, and I certainly understand how that feels, uh, I just want to say to you, just imagine and know that you are so supported in getting into that cold water. You're so supported in making that whatever movement, whatever action needs to be taken. Sometimes action needs to be taken before reflection. Um, The energy of today is not one of big, heavy, heady intellectual energy. It's not like that. It's very much about instinct and action and feeling. And, um, you know, so, and, and I will also add that Eris is conjunct Venus as well. So Eris is also in a square to Pluto. And Eris, well, and has been. This is an ongoing square that's been, you know, we've been in the throes of that since 2020 and 2021. So in addition to the Venus-Gemini cycle, which is a threshold cycle between these two years, the Eris-Pluto square is also a theme that is an undercurrent of this, these two major years that, we are in the midst of as a, um, as a humanity, as a planet, um, as a as a, a family of life here, and so Eris. When I when I think of Eris, what what I always remember is that in my training, um, as a ceremonialist, I was always told that before you begin any ceremony, whoever you invite in your ceremony, be sure to invite Eris, because she's the goddess who was not invited to the party. And because she wasn't in ancient Greece, because she wasn't, um, she was, she started the Trojan War. And so, you know, this is the energy inside each of us and in our collective, the, the disenfranchised voice or individual or group or consciousness inside of us that we don't want to look at, we don't want to listen to. And, you know, for any of us who've had the experience of being an outsider, or being in exile, and I would say that most of us have had that. And in fact, it's it's the experience that I think strikes the greatest terror in most humans' hearts because we need belonging, we need each other, we need connection. We will die without it. Um, that we we know Eris, what she feels like intimately, because she's often the energy that we what we also hold the greatest fear of. So, you know what what is it that you've been exiling? in your own inner world or in your experience of life? What is it that you're not willing to um, invite into the room? And, you know, it's a lot of deep inner work we've been doing. But I also, I want to just say that in the collective, what's really disheartening has been very disheartening to me um, when I look around and I hear and I see the conversations in the collective is I just don't see a whole lot of space for us as humans, as a as many collectives in all of our complexity, 
I don't see much space for us to have conversation that that involves narratives and beliefs and perspectives that run counter to the um the dialogue or the 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 general consensus of of the groups that we identify with. So, you know, I think probably all of you know kind of what I'm talking about because um this is kind of what marks some just kind of alarming energetics or trends in the world around us is this kind of um this great splitting. And so I would suppose that many of you listening because you're listening and because I know that um, there's a resonance, which is why you're connecting with me. Um, most of you are probably bridge people. And when I say bridge people, I mean you like Earth Sky Woman. That's what she's about. She's about bridging Earth and sky. She's about having those energies of the celestial and of the terrestrial connected at the heart. Um, and many of you are bridging many worlds in the ways that you do your work, in the ways you hold conversation with others, and in the way that you look at what's happening in the world around you. You often have an unusual ability, and don't think that this is something everyone can do because they can't. You most likely have a strong ability to look at the world around you and see and perceive of many different worldviews and many perspectives and to see beneath those um, that what what many would believe to be the the truth or the dominant paradigm, and can see and honor the diversity of many voices and many perspectives. Now, for those of us who are bridge people, often, and this is very much Aries territory, the biggest challenge is to actually be able to see, feel, sense, and know in your own center, in your own heart, what is truth for me. And how can this be a continual unfolding? But how can I be more and more in contact with what that alive truth is as it lives inside of me today? And how can I be willing to speak that? Not as someone who has all the answers or knows everything. Because, you know, if if this is our tendency is to be able to see many perspectives and to be that kind of a multidimensional being, then then we'll tend to know that, I mean, it's really not, we don't have... We can't see the world in black and white. It's absolutely impossible for us. And so the gift of that is that it's pretty hard to have the hubris of saying, I know everything and I'm right all the time <laughs> because it's just, it's impossible from this perspective. But then of course the challenge is um, to be courageous enough to actually open the conversation or to pr- pr- present ourselves or to share from the heart about whatever that truth is that we are living in the moment that is that is culled from our own life experience, our own um, human heart and our own uh, cosmic divine perspective. So what my challenge would be to all of you listening who can hear yourself in my words, it would be to um, to to truly invite you, whether it's in your smaller circles or however it is that you are expressed and seen in the world around you, to really ask, am I, am I sharing from the heart, um, willing to, to speak from a place of of not knowing all the answers, but but having some strong, ha- having some perspectives and having some thoughts and having some feelings, am I really willing to share, um, who I am and what I feel and what I think, um, to a level that I haven't been able to before, 
So that's part of what we're invited into. And at this new moon in Aries, in the heart of the belly of the beast, um, I also, you know, would just say that again, it's a, it's a time to set intentions. And um, when Pluto, this is for everyone listening, uh, when Pluto is activated in this way, it is a time for us to ask what makes me come alive? What in my life is has no more life in it? What in my life feels completely numb and as if it's no longer um, it's no longer breathing? And then to really say, how is it that I can um, I can allow to fall away or I can consciously choose to lay down what is no longer living? And how is it I can honor um, those elements of my life and of my being? And how can I move toward simultaneously what is alive, even if it's a tiny little pulse of aliveness, even if you've been in the dark and in the place of, of the, the dying process for a very long time, where is that little spark beginning to emerge? Where is that feeling, that sensation, that knowing those conversations, those threads of insight that make you feel alive, that bring a sensation of yes, that bring a sensation of more of that, please, of let me turn toward that because we can become so accustomed to living in the places of greater darkness and um, living in the places where we are um, really navigating the grief process and the death process that we forget that life is equally about turning to life and turning to light and turning to the next right action. So my invitation is to, to tune into the dimension of Pluto that is not just about fear and overwhelm and powerlessness, but to attune yourself to the vibration of Pluto that is about potency and aliveness and deepest transformation and purification and to invite Pluto to show you in your life what is coming alive that is for you to move towards with with great um with great uh, what is the word exuberance so so may you find your aliveness may you find those places where you wish to um, plant more seeds and so just as I complete, just to say, I would just invite you to um, to really be assessing over the last month where you have been feeling um, this kind of upwelling of hopefulness, of expectancy, of this feels good, of this feels right, and I want more, I want to create more of this, I want to bring more of this into the world. This is more of who I am and what I wish to stand for. And in this new moon window, which extends, you know, from through tomorrow night, um, to really to be focusing on planting the seeds of of more of that, what is emerging in you. So may you have a beautiful next two weeks and um, and a happy new moon. <laughs>